the coordination here. Holy I cow. Know. Holy cow. You see my hat? Yeah. You know what that is? Yeah, it's the Mariners AAA. Nope. Nope, 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 nope. Single A affiliate Hillsboro Hops for your World Series bound Arizona Diamondbacks. Don't jinx me. Arizona Diamondbacks. Man, they look good. They did. I thought it was over when they were down 2-0, and then they tied it, and then Philly They're resilient. They're resilient. They, they lost nine in a row, backed into the playoffs. Yeah. Here they are, taking on the Rangers. I think with the we'll talk more about that another there. time, because we got football yeah. tonight. Hello, and welcome to week eight of the NFL season. Last week, in week seven, we saw the Hawks win. But we saw the Niners, Chargers, Cardinals, Rams, and Raiders all lose on the West Coast. We also saw my guy Brock Purdy throw two second-half interceptions. Patrick Mahomes throw for 400 yards and four touchdowns. Miles Garrett throw himself into the Defensive Player of the Year conversation. Two strip sacks and a Superman feat where he jumped over two linemen at a telephone booth, and blocked a field goal. And we saw the Raiders throw a Devontae Adams trade scenario out the window. If you're new to the show, welcome. If you're a longtime listener, welcome back. Thank you for supporting us. Each week, we broadcast live on nofilter.net and Caffeine TV. We usually do Thursday nights, but we had to juggle our schedule around, so we're broadcasting live Wednesday night. Today, we're going to talk about week eight. We're going to pick some winners. We're going to pick some sleepers, some dogs, because I picked the Pats over the Bills. And if you're riding with me, you won some money last week. Mm -hmm. And we're going to talk a little bit about the Raiders. I'm K-Win. He's Big Ben. Let's go. Can we talk about Brock Purdy? Let's the elephant in the room. Last week, I talked about him being Mr. Linear, just up and to the right. Yeah. You know what I saw in that game? Tell uh, me. Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins. You like that? And then you see Brock, you, just the opportunity to live in Niners lore yeah. and bring it back and silence the 80,000 fans in what's the bank? U.S. Bank Arena or whatever that place is. Odin, though, would not have it. Oh, and, but I saw Brock kind of quiver a little bit okay. after he threw that last interception. Kind of this, uh-oh, a little break in his confidence. And then we find out, oh, he's a little injured. Of course he's injured. Concussion. If he wasn't injured, he would have completed the, the passes and the Niners would have scored. Exactly. So here comes Sam Darnold, potentially. Here's what I'm seeing from the Niners. The, the Seahawks are only half game back. I know. Half game, and the Seahawks have played atrociously. They're, they played horribly this first half of the season. They're only half game back in the Niners. And what happens to the Niners most every year around this time? Injuries. The team doctor, the team doctor is the most is the most not only the most important, but he's the most visited person. That training room is popping at the seams. People are standing in line to get massages, ice down. It's the MO of the Niners. Half game back. K win only a half game back. Well, that is the beauty and the I guess downside of the Niners, like they play very physical football. They're going to smash. They're going to be aggressive. But Debo hurt shoulder. McCaffrey, oblique. Brock concussed. 
And I believe Greenlaw got hurt as well. But here's what I want to know. 16 starts for Brock Purdy now. His last two starts have been two losses, and there's been three interceptions. Is this coincidence, or is it a trend, Big Ben? This is the reason he was Mr. All Irrelevant and, at, you know, not even in a Heisman conversation while at Iowa State. Listen, I, I, I hate to say this, but you could put, um, let's, let's find the like most inconspicuous quarterback. Joe Flacco. Jared, Jared Stidham. Let's Jared Stidham could be playing quarterback for the Niners when they're fully healthy and they will win 12 games easily. Brock's been the beneficiary of wonderful weapons around you. See Christian McCaffrey, Ayuk, Debo, Kittle, you name it. And people have been healthy. Yeah. When people aren't healthy, all of a sudden Brock's exposed. He's asked to do a little more. And I don't think he's, again, San Francisco's going to benefit if he continues on the trajectory from his, I think, what they say that uh, Daniel Jones made as much money in like 50 minutes of a game that Brock Purdy makes his entire season. So the Niners will benefit, be able to invest. You just got to stay healthy. And Purdy just got to manage the game. He's Garoppolo. Younger, less inexpensive Garoppolo. Yes, that's exactly with the idea that he's under-promising and over-delivering. He's the last pick in the draft. No one expected anything. So he's kind of this, this glory story. If he was the number one pick, you know, it's still great, but, you know, I don't think he'd be given the exception that he's getting right now as a Niners quarterback. I think that's a fair statement, and I agree. We have access to a lot of things as we're part of the media. We do not have access to John Litch or Kyle Shanahan, but here's what I think is going on. I think the two of them got together, and they said, we're going to outfit this team with skilled players on offense and on the defensive front four, and almost like a money ball theory. Where can we get someone undervalued and cheap, and you're going to scheme your way to the playoffs and hopefully the Super Bowl? And that's been the quarterback position. They kind of think like, ah, we're just going to throw everyone into the system. I think that works for the regular season. I think that works to get to the playoffs. I think that works to win one or two games. But look who wins Super Bowls. Stafford, Mahomes, Brady, Rodgers. Like, those are Drew Brees. Those are primetime quarterbacks. The the NFL is like, and you have to set expectations there, too. It's like they have and the have-nots of quarterbacks. There's like a group of six, maybe maybe less, where you're like, all right, these guys can get you to a Super Bowl. No matter the personnel around them, they're going to get you there, or they have the shot to get you there. You know, The rest of the league is just the have-nots. Everyone's scratching their head, and they're building, like you said, a team around someone they know they can't rely on necessarily to get get it done. So we gotta we gotta counter. We gotta have a better front four, as you said, or better pieces around them to make up for the fact that they can't make throws that other players can make, or they don't have the legs that Josh Allen and Jalen Hurts does. It only works for who the Ravens? They won with Flacco and Dilfer. <laughs> that's it. That's that's the only two. And it's under the same team. That is it. That is absolutely it. I mean, you can, it's no longer throwing a dartboard, dart at a dartboard for, you know, an NFL title. It's look at the past decade. It's been Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Mahomes, 
and Roethlisberger. Roethlisberger, there you go. Like those those guys, you know. And it's the rest is Jared Stidham and <laughs> Derek Carr. I mean, it's an interesting league. I I don't know. I don't get it sometimes. I don't either. Speaking of Derek Carr, he was a Las Vegas Raider. You want to talk a little Raiders before we get into the NFL picks? Absolutely. How many how many years are we at Allegiant Stadium now? I think this is the second year. Is it? I'll fact check it. I think COVID was like one of the years. Like they were going to go big. Maybe that. The reason I ask is I feel as though the Las Vegas Raiders organization, let's just call them the Raiders. Because I think the, the Oakland, the history in Oakland plays into this too. And I feel like the Raiders. They did play in 2020. So third year. This is the third season. There was yeah. no blackjack or Stevie Oki or too short rapid be, during halftime during COVID. They'll be playing in the spheres and we'll have to probably get um what's your take on the Raiders? Like as an organization. They're a disaster. <laughs> and they get good players and good personnel, but some reason they can't put a system or a scheme around it. I'm not going to blame the coach. I'm blaming ownership. I think it's a Mark Davis problem. Like, okay, we're going to go out and get, at the time, the best wide receiver in the league, Devontae Adams, because we have one of his very good friends and his college quarterback, David Carr. Okay, we're going to trade him. We're going to sign him. We're going to give up a first-round draft pick and a second-round draft pick. He gets here, and all of a sudden, Carr is not the quarterback. Want to get rid of Carr, upset Adams, and you bring in Jimmy Garoppolo, who's hurt. Josh Jacobs, they can't figure out if they want to pay him or not. They've got no defense. It's just every single thing they do is a disaster, including this past weekend when they lost to the Bears. They had a chance to go to 500. Next game is against the Lions. After that, against the Jets. And then the Giants, they had the shot of tricking their fans into being a playoff contender, but they lost last week. They're more than likely going to lose this week. And now you have Devontae Adams front and center upset because he can't get the damn ball. I, I th- think what you're I, I, we're saying, that I'm, I'm thinking the same thing. Like Mark Davis, like he, he, he has, I don't know if he has so much money where he can screw up so much and so badly that it doesn't impact him yeah. like I, I just it, it seems like he's playing with house money can't figure it out and i think it's the culture the culture is horrible and one thing that i i looked at was you know they had great court they won they've won two super bowls i believe maybe three but there was always consistency at quarterback and then where they missed big big and i think this altered the trajectory of the the organization was jamarcus russell yeah. Miss big at number one. You tried to make it work. You tried to make it work for two years. It just didn't. He flamed out. And then you're figuring out how to get out of Oakland, get to Vegas. And people in, like, the, this whole Hunter Renfro thing, he's had 100 catches and over 1,000 yards one season, and now he can't find a field. Yeah, It's just weird. There's these anomalies and these weird things. Henry, Henry Ruggs, Celine Farrell, poor draft picks. like changes in head coaches 
there's just no culture. There's no continuity. And I don't know how you, you talked about their fans. I don't know how many fans there are in Vegas that actually care about the Raiders. Oakland, yes. LA, LA yes. Than anything, yes. There's still like pockets of, of fans that will live and die by the Raiders. But you went to Vegas where there's just transient culture. Like, did you guys win? No, you suck. You know, can I get in the club? No, you lost. Like, th- that's... And also, I'll say this. This is the last thing I'll say is I'm not in the mind of big free agents, you know, when you're going out and, and looking at where you want to make the, the next step or move in your career. But Vegas, to me, when you're making a big decision, you're not the only one making the decision. My wife's making the decision. You're looking at different things around. Are we going to, are we comfortable here? Is there a good community? Blah, 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 blah. Let's be honest. The wife's making the decision. Correct. Correct. And in the back of the wife's head, as she's making this decision, she goes, if I leave for a week and is he going to be at Spearmint Rhino, I don't know what's going to go on. And so I think for all those factors, to all those factors, I think the Raiders are a mess. I don't know how you, other than Mark Davis selling the team, I just, I don't see it, the ship riding itself. I think there's going to, there has to be a big change in order for something to be rewritten, like a whole new culture, a whole new set of principles and guidelines really laid out for the players. Like, you you know, I don't know. I guess it would be hard to coach in. Like, there's a reason UNLB sucked for so long at football, and Jerry Tarkanian was the only good era in basketball. Like, but the city. Golden Knights have figured it out, and the Aces, they win in Vegas. Well, I think... But I believe they win because it's their culture and it's the foundation that they built. Exactly. Started from scratch. Well, and they don't have one anyone by the name of Davis involved. Yeah, you proved like, our point. Like it can't stat, be done. It just can't I, be done with Davis. It can't be done with. Yeah, it can't Davis. be done with Al Davis. It can't be done with Mark Davis. In an offensive-minded league, I think they're scoring less than twenty points per game, and I don't think they can get rid of Adams for anything of value because he hasn't put up any stats because they haven't figured out how to get him into the offense. He's a good receiver too. Yeah. I mean, I'd give him 18 targets a game from here on out and I don't care. Let him go win balls. Then Josh Jacobs down the middle, but that's maybe Jacoby Myers, but I don't even know who your quarterback is this week. They don't even know who their quarterback is. Why did they sign Jimmy G? It made, I guess, because him and McDaniel have a relationship, but See, that's he can't throw the ball down the field. He can't even get the ball to Adams. And then the Hoyers, their backup, they draft the rookie, but they don't play the rookie. And then they pull Hoyer. It's just, it's like a three-ring circus. It's circus, circus in Vegas. You know, Raiders are a mess. You know it's not a mess. Us going 10 for 10 this week on picks. Let's get it. Let's get into it. All, All right. right. You want me to announce them and you take the first pick? You want to announce them? You want to alternate? How do you want to do this? Let's go every other announcing. And then okay. we have to come do a consensus. Okay. I, I'm actually thankful we are doing this on a Wednesday. So the sole reason that my bills are playing on Thursday night football streamed on Amazon Prime. We are not a sponsor, but you need Amazon Prime in order to watch this game. And Baker Mayfield riding high, his bucks. 
going into Buffalo, tough loss last week for the Bills against the Pats. Tough loss for the Bucks against the Saints. Oh, yeah. Is this a get right game for the Bills? I got I got the Bills winning this game solely due to not solely. Josh Allen's far better than Baker Mayfield. But also because of the environment. It's gonna be frigid in Buffalo. Snow is already coming down. Who do you got? I got the Bills too. The last two weeks, I don't think are the real identity of the bills they've had some injuries on defense and we saw it and then they just seem like they've been lackluster getting out of the gate whether it's in london it's versus the giants it's last week versus the pats i think they figure it out i think they get off to a hard a hot start and i got the bills yeah i, I thought you'd say this was the campbell soup game like getting back home for for josh allen just i like that do you like that chunky campbell's Chicken noodle. All right, we got Bills there. Next game, we've got the Rams in Dallas playing the Cowboys. Daryl Henderson's back. Um, Dallas coming off of bye. You know what I see happening in the second half? Dallas has a lot of good weapons, and I don't think they had, like, this first half of the season, they didn't have them all clicking, you know? Michael Gallup, C.D. Lamb, um, who's their new Cooks uh, tight end? Cooks is there, Tony Pollard. Like, they had all these pieces, but it was like they didn't know how to all work in unison. I think the bye week's going to afford them that. I think Dak Prescott puts up big numbers post-bye weeks, or Post by week, let's go four, five, six, the remainder of the season. I think he's got a lot of good weapons, and I think Dallas is going to win this game. I love the Rams' passing attack. You got Stafford, you got three great receivers with Adwell, Nakua, and Cup. It's the running back by committee because Kyron Williams is out. So it's Freeman and Henderson. So Dan Quinn's going to do what Dan Quinn's going to do. He's going to pass or send four, four pass rushers to press Stafford, send everyone back. Dallas is coming off the bye week, but I think this is my super dog of the week. I like the Rams here. Ooh, split. Okay. All right. Uh, this is an odd matchup. New Orleans, Kamara's coming back and playing well. Yeah. Uh, Olave got caught for speeding 70 to 35. Just write in my citation. Don't put it in the news. And then add in. Don't play the speeds into the end zone this week. He's on yeah, my fantasy. Exactly. I know. Come on. He's like he's on, uh, and then Gardner Minshew leading the Colts. Gritty, gutty Gardner, big stash guy too. Solid stash, solid coog. Who do you got, K one? So Gardner Minshew, Washington State alum, has two rushing touchdowns this year, more than Deshaun Watson and Justin Fields. I don't think he rushes for a touchdown. This week, but their offense looked great against what everyone's calling the best defense in the league in the Browns. And Josh Downs, you got Pittman, you got Zach Taylor, another week of practice, another week back. I'm going with the Colts here. You got Jonathan Taylor. Yeah. Zach Taylor is a coach, I think, but Jonathan Taylor is back in full swing. Good catch. That's what I meant. Gotcha. Ooh, this is the hard hat game. 
the Subway Series, if you would, the home and home game, the split the uh, split MetLife both blue and green, Jets, air quotes at the Giants. Who do you got? It's a coin flip. I mean, Danny Dimes, I don't, it's Wednesday as we're recording. We still don't know if he's going to play. You know, Zach Wilson's going to play. The Giants actually looked good last week with Barkley and your boy Waller. But I think the Jets defense is too tough. I think the Jets are going to run the ball. They'll do play action off off running the ball. I think we go Jets here. I would say not so fast, my friend, but the Jets D is really good. Um, God, I'd love to be in that stadium just to see the passive Giants fans against the just diehard Long Island Jets fans. Just martinis versus Bush Light, Bud Light, whatever you want to say. Um, I do, Tyrod fits that offense so much better, in yeah. my opinion. I mean, especially he talks about Darren Waller, that big off scene. Like he he's a he's mobile enough, but also he's got a good enough arm where he can and the Giants have a host of receivers who haven't touched a ball since Danny Dimes took over as quarterback. So um, And Taylor does not turn the ball over either. Danny Dimes, eh, you know, he does. Yeah. Okay. Jets, Jets. All right, we've got the Jags in Pittsburgh taking on the Steelers. Some have said the Jags are a top five team in the NFL. Travis Etienne, I mean, if you people gave up to, from on him, um, but he's been phenomenal. Christian Kirk had a big touchdown last week. Ridley was nowhere to be seen, but they still won. Um, Pittsburgh figured it out, I guess. Um, Deontay Johnson's back. This is in Pittsburgh. This is a tough game for the Jags. I mean, um, who do you have? Pittsburgh has a tough time scoring. I can't believe Pittsburgh's four and two. I'm going to go with the Jags because I believe in the Jags offense more than I believe in what Pickett and George Pickens can do. And Najee and Jalen Warren, they can't seem to get the running game going. So I'm going to go with Jag because of they've got so many weapons. They've got Ridley on the outside. They got Captain Kirk and they got NTN playing. If the Jags are a top five team, NTN may be a top five running back the way he's been playing. He is. He absolutely is. I think, see, you're, I just think Tomlin's too tough at home. Um, they're going to go to five and two and they're probably the grossest ugliest five and two team I've ever laid eyes on. It's it's not pretty when they're out there. Kenny Pickett is you kind of imagine those Steelers fans are watching Kenny just covering their eyes with a little peek, you know, just oh gosh, he's throwing the ball again. But I'll I'll split that one with you. I have the Steelers win at home. Okay. Cleveland and your boy Miles Garrett. Mm-hmm. I think Drew Locke was taking, Gino made Drew Locke take some first team reps just because he doesn't want to be in there for the first quarter. Due to Mr. Garrett, the offensive line of Seattle has not looked good as of late. Um, DK Metcalf, is he playing? Is he not? 
was a coin flip to me. Who you got? So just in from Adam Scheffner, actually a couple hours ago, no Deshaun Watson, no Jerome Ford, no Kareem Hunt. Oof. So they're starting Oof. their third string running back and PJ Walker, who's formidable. But I believe Seattle's just got too many weapons and they've got the 12th man. So let's go Seahawks. But oh, here's yeah, my real yeah. question. Are we seeing a changing of the guard with wide receivers in Seattle? Um, ask the question in a different way. Jackson Smith, Najigba, and Lockett look good. From what I see, I don't see a lot of games, but there's a lot of two wide receiver sets, a lot of big personnel, which means that Najigba's off the field, or even Babo's off the field. But Lockett's getting older. The Jigba's probably a better route runner and more flexible than DK. Like, do we see a chance that they trade DK and they move in a different direction with a younger wide receiver core? I think, I think you're right. We're going with, we're, we're seeing the value. I think in this, this, as we go get further into the season, we're going to see the offense tighten up more of a ball control or on the ball. And it's just due to the fact Gino can't, Gino wasn't Russ. He can't run around and make the play, you know, the impromptu plays that Russ could make, which in most cases, you know, benefited guys like DK. And he can't make the throws necessarily um, or have the time to make the throws necessary to hit DK. So I think it's just the assimilation, the, the um, locket and, there's just more opportunities to run seven yard outs, better route runners, more precise, you know, than say, all right, we we can't take five step drops that much. We're getting drilled. You know, we need to leave tight ends in so that to block. Just so, you know, that's the, the it's the reality of it. So yeah, it's gonna be more big sets, two tight ends, you know, two wide outs, single back, Charbonneau and Walker, you know. It's going to be a run game focused, I think, from from here on out, from what I'm hearing too. So, you're not you're not far off. DK will have his purpose, but it won't be as big as as one thought. All right, moving out to the desert, we have Baltimore, the Ravens, coming off a thrashing of the Lions against the Arizona Cardinals. There is no way Arizona wins this game unless they hire Jim Harbaugh. And have him steal signs from his brother. <laughs> That's all you got. That's all I got. I'm, I'm surprised how well Phil called it. Like the Ravens were going to win that game at home. They're not at home. They're a long way from home. And Lamar Jackson's been so sporadic up and down. The Cardinals, though, just don't have the personnel to do anything. To, you know, you could hand the game on the silver platter, and the Cardinals might fumble it. Um, Lamar has been learning a new pro-style offense. The guy from Georgia, he's changed the way that the offense is. He looked great is, last week. I think he's like going to look outstanding against the Cardinals. It's going to be like a 21-13 game. I won't watch a minute of it. Um, 
Cincy. Oh, this is an old school. Was it back-to-back Super Bowls that Cincy played San Fran? Why back to back, but it was definitely the Icky Woods, Jerry yes. Rice. Okay. Um, this is a good game. Cincy, who beat the Seahawks. Seahawks had a chance to win this game. This will be a good litmus test to, to see. Well, Sam exactly Darnold, then. This will also be a good litmus test to see if oh, no, I can already see this. truly a system quarterback. That's true. Darnold's in. Burrow and company coming in. They're hitting their stride. They always sputter out of the, out of the gates. They're hitting their stride. Um, mixing. My goodness, man. Can you put up? He hasn't put up over 70 yards in only one game. And you're getting 20 carries. Yeah. But what that does is open up the pass game. And that's where we're seeing, I mean, Tyler Boyd's around T. Higgins, Jamar Chase. And a test for the defense and the defensive back. Ward Island, Jimmy Ward Island. What do you got? Oh, <laughs> the deep sigh. And everything I know, everything I read, and everything that I see has me leaning towards the Bengals. Burrow's healthy. The Niners are banged up. They could be without with Debo. They're out without Purdy. But I'm going Niners. I got to. I think they get right. This is the bounce back game. This is the bounce back game. They've lost two in a row. They're back home. Shanahan's going to scheme just enough. And the Niners is going to take over. Worst case, CMC can play quarterback, right? I mean. All right. uh, Who do you have? I don't watch that game either. It's just. Actually, I might. There's some interest there. I'll be at the Seahawks game, so I know there will be a lot of a lot of play of how the Niners are doing. Um, how about this? I'll give you this contingency: the Niners win if they can sack Burrow more than four and a half times. Okay. They I mean, they're going to have they to win. I'll give you this. They have to sack more than four and a half, and they need two turnovers. Two turnovers? Yeah. They need an interception and a fumble, and they need to put the Niners in scoring position because I don't have that much faith in Darnold. Darnold can go more than 40 yards and score a touchdown. That's fair. Oh, this is too reeling. No, Chicago won a game with a backup quarterback that no one had ever heard of and played college ball at a place that no one had ever heard of either here's my question this is my lead in here sunday night primetime game you've got the bears playing the chargers who is going to get fired first the nfl employee who did not flex (laughs) out this awful game between the bears and the chargers or brendan staley listen Here's the thing. You and I both know this. You don't. So the reason they keep it there, it's the markets are massive. It's LA and Chicago. Like they, they assume that people are going to watch the game. That's how they think. Well, they know like the true NFL football fans because I'm not going to watch that game. I'm garbage. Yeah. Um, so I'll go with Staley. <laughs> you know, 
Who should they should have flexed the game to? I looked up and down the schedule. It should have been the Brown Seahawks game. Like, I, those are two teams that are both. Are they both four and two? Or are they five yeah. and two? Yeah. They're four. They're both four, four, and two. four and two. Yeah. But again, it's Chicago and LA. And and there's still a ton of you go to Chicago. It's a it's a two NFL team city if it there was one, but there's only one team, so they're all Bears fans. They're diehards. They don't defect. There's gonna be more Bears fans there than than Chargers fans. We know that. Um, and Staley is going to get – actually, let me just say this. I, I watched some of that Chargers game. Justin Herbert made some atrocious throws. Yeah, get off Brock Purdy. Let's get on Herbert. Herbert made some bad throws, very bad throws, bad throws. Austin Eckler looks – his head's in the clouds. I don't know where he's at this year either. I mean, Staley's a coach. The players got to perform. Like Keenan Allen almost looked at Herbert a few times, like, dude, are you serious? Like, there's some. So does it come down to your boy, Mike Williams, the downfield deep threat? Does he make the difference? No, 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 no. Potentially, I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe Mike Williams, Mike Williams of all people, yes, he is the. You can't win. I guess you can't win without Mike. You can't win with Mike. Apparently, it's the, the adage. I don't know. Palmer's not actually pretty good wide out. Everett showed up the last couple of games. But Eckler, they can't get him going. I don't know what the deal is there. Something's off. Something's off. It Something's seems always like been year on. three of the Staley experiment. I don't know if the players are all in on it. That's the only thing I can think of. Well, I don't think he, he came in with here's the thing I'm, I look at. It doesn't, it, it's, it's not like he came in with a, a package or an offense that was tried true and, you know, this is what we're going to do. It seems like he's trying to fidget and make the offense work towards the personnel, which is what you have to do. But generally with the Chargers, you have personnel that's good enough to run damn near any offense. Like you're not. Yeah, you Eckler, who's a top five back or has been. You got Keenan Allen. You got, you got guys that can run an offense. You don't need to switch it. And it looks like they're, they don't know who they are on offense. Offense, special teams, or defense. They got Joey Bursa, Bosa, Derwin James, Cleo Mack. He's an offensive guru, or excuse me, he's a defensive guru, and their defense is awful. One of the worst defense of all of football. It's Should like we? if I was coaching the NBA and we didn't have an efficient offense. Like, what's my name in the streets? Okay, when? Kyle Buckets. <laughs> if my NBA team could not get Buckets, I should be fired as a coach. The same should be true for Stanley. You so know I get Buckets. Yeah, yeah, you do get Buckets. Bucket. Bucket. Singular. <laughs> but I it's think a the Chargers. Can fine. we agree on this? The Charger. The, 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 yeah, it's a, it's a shimmy one bucket and then on the bench. Can we agree on this? The Chargers are the most have the most the most talent yet under deliver the most. Meaning, I look at them, I go, these guys should put up forty points and shut out their opponents each week, and it's nothing close to that. Yeah, I would agree. 
they're a really good Madden team, but they stink in real life. Like that's what it's about. When you, when I'm the coach and I'm running the plays and I have those players, we're winning games. When you overthink it and try to run stuff that isn't, I would say reflective of your personnel, then you're who you are, the Chargers. Metal now, if you're playing Madden, are you using Staley's analytics for your no, fourth down? No, scenarios? absolutely not. No, no, absolutely not. All four seams. Go, Mike. Go, Keenan. Go, Palmer. Just, I'll chuck it deep. All right, last game of the week. Those Las Vegas Raiders we have discussed in Detroit. Oh, my goodness. Well, this is going to be. Lions are better at home. Lions are better than Las Vegas anywhere. <laughs> at home, on the road, in London. Raiders are reeling. I don't even think they know who they're going to start a quarterback as of tonight. On they, Wednesday. they have no clue. I, I looked at it. It's... Uh-oh. Now I know why Josh Jacobs wanted that contract. One, he earned it, but two, he's just like, all my years here, I can't get any blocking. I can't put up any numbers. The one year he puts up numbers, they don't pay him that long-term deal. Josh Jacobs looks like he's running into the back of offensive linemen. Like, I just, just, I just don't want to get hurt. He doesn't – he's not – I mean, I feel bad for the guy, to be honest. He busts his ass, but I think there's just – between him and – I mean, look at the offense. Devontae Adams and him are the only two assets you have. And they can't even get Adams the ball. I know. It's bad. Jared Goff, on the other hand, Laporta, he's got – they got an offense. Gibbs is going to be given full run of the, the backfield with Montgomery out. I believe he's again out. And that could be a game where it's like 42 to 10. And Jared Goff is picking out who he wants to throw a touchdown to. You got one? Here you go. You want one? Everyone gets one. It's going to be bad on Monday night. Showcase game. Dan Campbell. New trade for Devontae Adams. Put him on the Lions. I don't think you're going to need to give away a first-round draft pick and a second for him. I think it's maybe a second or a third. if If I'm Mr. Campbell, I go find my owner. I find out where Mark Adams is. Or excuse me. Um, Mark Davis. Mark Davis. And you do negotiation face-to-face. Yeah. In my own home field. And then just have Devontae walk over. Yes, absolutely. That's on the Lions. That'd be scary. Yeah. Don't have him leave Detroit. Hey, pack a light pack. (laughs) Here's your house. Here's the keys to the car. Kids are enrolled at school. Your wife's doing yoga there. Oh. Lions, Lions, after Monday, after the shellacking of the Raiders, there will be talk of Lions becoming America's team and a top five team in the NFL. So you said the Jags are top five. Give me your top five. If the Jags and Lions, are they both in it? Big Ben's power rankings right now. Big Ben's power rankings. Um, you don't have to say one, two, three, four, five. Just no, say yeah, five. I'll just give you the top five. I mean, I 
You got to put the Chiefs up there. Yeah. Why the do Chiefs you hesitate? I just, the Chiefs rub me the wrong way. Like Because they're, they're in the worst division ever. I almost froze to death at their stadium. I think that they just have PTSD watching the Chiefs play the Seahawks last Christmas. Um, I Chiefs, Eagles. Just you're debating Dolphins, Bills, not, Lions. You're debating whether or not to put my Niners in your top five. <laughs> I, here we go: Dolphins, Bills, Chiefs. Whoa, you got the Bills Eagles. in there? Yes, I got the Bills. Wait, Eagles. start over. I lost count. <laughs> Dolphins, <laughs> Bills, Chiefs, Eagles, Lions. No Jags. No Jags yet. No Jags. They're, the division's atrocious that they're playing. Um, Are the Niners number six? Uh, do they have Brock Purdy? Yes, they have Brock Purdy. Concussion protocol. He'll be bad last well, week. Then they're like number 10. What's the ranking with Sam Darnold? Uh, let me pose a question to you. This is the last question of the night. Yeah, because it's code red. Theo's yeah, you got code red. Geno Smith is the quarterback of the San Francisco 49ers. Or for the next three years. Or Brock Purdy is the quarterback of the San Francisco Niners for the next three years. Which would you prefer? I'm taking Purdy all day, every day. And you know what? I'm taking at least two to three Super Bowls with me. Huh? <laughs> I can't wait for just the cloud of, I don't want to say depression, but this cloud of misery to embark on the Niners over the next three years when Brock Purdy doesn't get them to a Super Bowl or even get a Super Bowl. Listen, when they win, you've been to the Bay. It'll be a different kind of cloud. I'll come down to the Bay. I'll stand there with a, a, a Seahawks jacket on and take tomatoes to the head. I. I don't believe Barack Purdy is the answer. All right. We'll see. You also didn't think my Diamondbacks were getting to the World Series. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't believe so either. Oh, All right. You're okay. going to have to take us out of here because Theo's going crazy. All right. This is Big Ben and K. Wen. You can find us on nofilter.net, uh, Caffeine TV, wherever you're getting your podcast at Big Ben K. Wen underscore. Uh, all social media. Unfortunately, but Instagram, uh, TikTok, we're doing TikTok, the X, Threads, all, all platforms. Find us, interact with us, tell us we're ding dongs and idiots for our, our opinions and takes. Uh, week eight, really? We're there? Yeah, week oh, eight. Wow. And we might have a sponsored show next week, too. Depending on how the next couple of days go. Yeah, let's see. You're gonna want to tune in next week. <laughs> let's see. God, we're if these these picks are all correct. Whew, we'll know we have it right. Boom. Boom. <laughs> <laughs>